Hi, and welcome to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast with me, Erica Webb of Erica Webb Yoga and Pilates. In this podcast, I, along with my guests, will explore what it means to move as an act of self-kindness and self-discovery. We'll look at the ways movement, mindset, and mindfulness support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I truly believe that movement has the ability to expand our capacity to show up for the things that are important to us. And I'm here to help you embrace the idea of movement as a powerful tool for wellness, rather than just another thing you think you should be doing. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's do this. So hey there, and welcome to episode 42 of the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm Erica, and today I have with me Jenny Knox. And Jenny is perhaps a little different to some of the guests that I've had recently on the podcast. And I'm really looking forward to sharing this conversation with you. Jenny is a comedian, essentially, or a humorist, she likes to call herself. And she goes under the name The Giddy Aunt. And reading the description on her Facebook page, she says, it's a celebration of senior moments, gray hairs, memory lapses, and laughing till your padded undies fail you. What's not to love about that? So we're having a little conversation today just around how humor has allowed Jenny to connect with her community and why she thinks that's really important at the moment. Uh, Before becoming a humorist, Jenny had a long career in nursing. And so we're going to dive into a few different things and I hope you enjoy. So welcome, Jenny, to the Movement and Mindfulness podcast. I'm super thrilled to be chatting with you. Can you take a little bit of time to just introduce yourself and What you do is maybe a little different to um, previous guests that I've had on. So I'd love you to chat a little bit about what you do as well. Oh, thanks, Erica. Uh, Hello, everyone. I'm Jenny. Um, Probably more recently known as one of the giddy aunts. In fact, I'm going to probably be all of the giddy aunts. But uh, I set up uh, my business and a Facebook page in February just before... um, the COVID-19 virus started circulating the globe, I developed videos um, that I put out two a week, um, which are creative and funny. And for a number of months, I just managed to wing them unprepared. Mm. I just spoke as myself with this quirkiness, I suppose, and just naturally said things that happened to be funny, which I've always done in my life, but never thought about it in a, in a, a in any other way than that's just part of who I am. Um, so, um, yeah, that's basically what I'm doing at the moment. Since then, I'm actually writing odes, which tend to be funny and um, a little bit quirky as well. I think what the giddy aunts has done for me is um, open, re, re, reopen my creative side, I guess, which has always been there, but I've found it mm. again. Mm. I love that. And prior to the Giddy Aunts, you had a whole career that spanned before that as a nurse. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So talk to me a little bit about this idea of like comedy and, and, um, and what you're doing with the giddy aunts in terms of 
helping other people, I suppose, to 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 laugh and to feel something. What's the intention behind the Giddy Arts? Um, I just wanted it to be something light on Facebook that people could tune into and actually enjoy. It wasn't anything negative. And I just wanted something that was fun and refreshing for people Mm -hmm. to tune into. And the giddy aunt made sense too because I'm a bit of a giddy aunt, (laughs) more than a (laughs) bit, because, you know, we do funny things and we all do and they are funny and it basically resonates with a lot of people, particularly um, a lot of mature age people or anyone really, but a lot uh, I found a number of my um, fans, I, I hate that word, but they are, they're really keen on the page. And I've been ab- able to actually um, find that I'm actually helping people and, mm. and brightening up their day. And for that, I get the goosebumps. Mm. I feel, gosh, you know, this is wonderful. This is the payoff for me. Um, mm. Yes, we set up a business because uh, as a business grows, you want to be able to make money and support yourself. And I had retired and certainly um, that is an incentive. But my main incentive was to use my creative skills and the flow-on effect to be having people say, you make me smile, you make mm. my day I really enjoy your videos, you know, and some of those people have had physical disabilities. They're stuck at home. Um, It's difficult for them to get out and go anywhere, difficult to get around, not easy. They could be on their own. They could be lonely. But it's something that, oh, I can watch a video and I can forget all that and I can Mm. feel good. And now that I'm writing odes, Um, you know, some of those are sort of going back to some of the childhood things I got up to and that resonates and people start to then share, you know, things that they've done. And I'll give you an example. I recently did an ode um, on um, biscuits fresh from the oven and basically it was about me going back to my childhood and mum leaving a tray of hot biscuits on the table or on the shelf and she's gone outside and I've nicked in and nicked a biscuit and then Mm -hmm. gone back thinking I'm in big trouble if mum sees I've nicked one of these. She'll make me, you know, go outside and I probably won't get any today. And (laughs) then I've gone and tried to move them around on the tray so she won't notice and then I've nicked another one. And then I've nicked another one and finally there's four that are gone and then mum walks in and, you know, and then how I say how I remember so quickly that, you know, how much I remember that that moment in time Mm -hmm. and people commenting they had done the same thing. So it resonates with people and I guess Mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do is connect with some depth, I guess. It's not um, Mm -hmm. trivial. I probably call myself a humorist rather than a, a comedian in that it's um, sort of uh, not, it's, yeah, I don't have like a set-up funny line. I just have a story to tell and the story has some funny parts and touching parts all in one. Mm. 
That's lovely. I um, There's a couple of things that have come to mind for me, but one of them is that I used to steal cookies all the time. Ooh. And uh, given the opportunity, I still would. I am a cookie fiend. I absolutely love them. And my mum <laughs> tells the story that, you know, I used to hide under the kitchen table and just like gather up the cookies and just eat myself sick basically because I just love cookies so much. That's what I think. I think it resonated with a few people, Erica, and yes, we can have guilty all over our faces and as if our mothers didn't know. Of course they did. And, of course, then you have kids and your kids do the same thing. It's, you know, yeah. (laughs) I know my my kids will come sometimes be like, how did you know that? And I'm like, you know, mums literally know everything. Good luck trying anything but the thing that's sort of coming up for me is is this idea of like seeing ourselves in another and how that practice can really help to to kind of ground ourselves but also give us that feeling of like being okay um I think that's something that's coming up a lot for me at the moment in these sort of times that we're in is that oftentimes when I'm talking to people there's almost like this um this feeling like, is it just me that experiences life this way? And to be able to like see in another that that is not the case, that actually, you know, we all experience really similar things um, can be so comforting and so relieving, I suppose, in so many ways. Is that sort of what you're finding is that it's like that connection that you get that way? Absolutely. And I think for a lot of people, particularly in isolation and, you know, with other um, complications, whether it be physical or mental health, to find that things resonate and to find, oh, my goodness, I did that. You know, it brings mm. in a commonality and it think it make it, we have something in common. And I think of that word community and I love the word community because I think, you know, in some ways um, we've become a bit of an economy and economy mm-hmm. sometimes leaves out the community and you see that sometimes in advertisements. They, some are very clever, they will connect if, if they're, you know, people can resonate. Um, and I think a biscuit ad could probably connect better if they showed, um, not that they need to show much, just have to show a biscuit mm. with chocolate on it. But, um, <laughs> you know, a picture of that coming out of the oven immediately connects, oh, I've experienced that. So I guess we're connecting on an emotional level, but mm. in this way I'm not selling biscuits it's 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 happening on an open and um you're not looking at an ad you're just reading something or I'm reading it and you're connecting on something that links you and it's emotional Mm -hmm. link but it resonates and everyone that's commented and people that look at that page uh and hear that think oh yes I remember that and so you're twinking a part of their past So I'm jumping in here. We then went on to talk a little bit about what Jenny thought about the timing of the Gideons because she'd set it up right at the start of February, right before coronavirus started doing its thing around the world. And so we sort of dove in a little bit to what Jenny thought about that timing. I'm a great believer in um, what's meant to be. (laughs) 
and the mm. fact that this came up just before the the um, the shutdowns and everything that's going on now um, that isolated people even more. And I think we have more isolation these mm. days than we ever have. Um, and then all of a sudden we are having to be isolated. And I think this is what I find with the giddy arts. I think it ticks the boxes of what mm. our community needs a bit more of at the moment. Mm. Yes, and it's definitely these these times are definitely calling us to um, reassess, I suppose. Mm. I, I was going to say slow down, but I don't know that everybody has the luxury of that, unfortunately. No, but, no. Um, certainly shift our, our perspectives yes. perhaps a little bit. Um, I want to ask you a question, Jenny, just about, you know, we've talked a little bit about how the um, sort of humour and and storytelling connects you with others and how that probably is part of the reason why a lot of people sort of love what you do because they can connect and they can feel less alone, I suppose, or less, um, less like their experience isn't shared, which I think is really important. But I'm also curious to come back to something that we sort of talked about before we we came on together, um, which was how sort of performing has always been something that you've wanted to do. Um, And then you've sort of done this after you've retired. So can you tell me a little bit about how, I guess, that, that kind of came about for you in terms of deciding to listen to that kind of inner call to to do this? Well, I grew up in the country. I went to a country high school. And in those days, if you were female, you would be go nursing, teaching, work in a bank um, or be a secretary in an office. Mm. Um, and that was – there weren't, for a start back then, all the careers out there. And the main thing was to be in a secure employment. So I went nursing. And even though in my heart every day I used to sing, I used to write songs, I used to um, write and, and I loved the acting and the whole, it was always there in my heart. It was a born within me. Um, I firstly didn't believe that I could do it. I think it was like, well, my parents knew what was good for me. Everyone else knows what's good for me. So I didn't believe mm. that I had a say in it or I believed I didn't have a say in it. So I went nursing and then I broke out of it when I was travelling and did performing when I was in um, a job in the Greek islands and then had a really good offer um, to be a presenter on play school over there but in, in England. Um, which I said no to. It didn't suit me at the time because I was more a freebie just travelling. So that was interesting. But coming back, um, I looked up all of those and thought, no, I can't do this. I haven't done the courses that they have to perform. Um, But I went back to having singing lessons. So I've had singing lessons and I have sung a bit of jazz around the traps. But Um, As far as actually going into it and saying, I am a performer, I am doing the entertainment type of area now, um, was quite a big shift for me to actually say, yes, I'm doing this because I can do this. I have a gift um, Mm. that I've never developed. And I think it was like, well, it's now or never. 
and bugger it, I'm just going mm. to do it. What have I got to lose? And the fact that it is resonating with a lot of people and that I am helping a lot of people also is is important to me as well. And I think that was the part of nursing that did attract me was was that caring, you know, concern for people, mm. concern for people that weren't as well or weren't travelling mm. terribly well. So it's really interesting because they are connected. Mm. Yes. Yes, and probably in a way that, that you wouldn't have been able to necessarily, like, notice before you made that decision. Mm. Absolutely That's not. Really lovely. Yeah. I think it's also... Um, having lived a lot of life, um, mm. you know, I've been through a number of things myself in my own life. I think we all have. And, you know, I've learned a lot on the travels, mm. on my travels, yeah. yeah, through life. And I love that that part of that obviously has been learning to to listen to that kind of inner wisdom that you have to say like now this is this is the right next step. So I wonder what does that feel like like to to have stepped into something that you've been wanting to do for a long time to step into it. What is the feeling of that? Well, initially, when um, I had this friend um, that I through business. Um, that set up my Facebook page and um, and then all of a sudden she wasn't there because we were isolated and mm. she said, you just get out and do it. And I thought, oh, my giddy aunt. I really did think, <laughs> oh, my giddy aunt, I can't do this. Who did I think, who do I think I am? The good old um, imposter syndrome. Yes. But I thought, well, it's here. I have to do this and I did. So that was mm. a good thing. I, I, you know, sometimes you need a bit of a kick up the bum. And mm. so that was that. And then I started winging it and that was working. And then it developed where I started to prepare them and then the oat. So I think what's happened, Erica, is you start at one level. And once you have the courage to move even into it a little bit, you mm. then, it's like the first step. Then you get a bit more courage to go up another step. And now I've gone up another step. And suddenly I can see myself probably going up three steps at once next time because mm. it just, it's so warming. It's really satisfying because you feel I've achieved something. I've actually mm. achieved something. And, um, you know, when you re- retire, I guess. You think you've achieved everything. Oh, I've done that now. I'll retire. Isn't this lovely? And I hadn't achieved everything I wanted. And mm. people could have said to me, why don't you just enjoy being retired? What do you want to do that for? Mm. <laughs> um, you know, and there were days I thought, oh, what did I want to do this for? <laughs> but, look, now I have um, got this far on the journey I'm absolutely thrilled and there's new ideas and the creativity is being released, which had been kept internally for a very long time and I never thought I'd see it again or experience it again and mm. so and and find that other people appreciate it. Wow, you know, they really like this stuff. Wow, that's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's so lovely. So, that's yeah. Really lovely. Yeah. 
I um I want to make a link to um, some previous episodes actually on the podcast here because I think it's really interesting the way that these different things show up and in some previous episodes we've talked about um, I guess this idea of safety and sort of trying to create um, a sense of safety and stability for ourselves to be able to make the changes that we want to make. So, um, for instance, like being afraid to fail means that we never, you know, we never find that courage to, to just go ahead and try the thing. And what I'm hearing you talk about is, you know, you've almost proven to yourself that it's okay to put yourself out there and to try these things. And as you prove that to yourself, the capacity to make that next step just opens up and it's such a lovely process. So I love that because that just really ties back to, um, to other conversations that I've been having as well. And, and this idea that, you know, we, we create that for ourselves and then, and then we, we get to experience things in that place, which is, which is really lovely. Um, so thank you for that. It's always nice yeah. when things things tie together. <laughs> they do. They certainly do. Yeah, and they always do. And you know, this this um, the theme in this podcast is is really around movement and mindfulness. And yet, you know, I'm sitting here thinking, it's amazing how things like humor and giving ourselves permission to to laugh and to relate and to to just take some time to pause. On, on our everyday stuff and and to sort of detach from that for a little bit or at least sort of set it to one side so we can just be in this place of feeling positive while we laugh or while we experience something else is so mm. valuable. So mm. I think that's such a gift. Mm. I, yeah. think, I think too uh, something that you just touched on is um, we talk about our comfort zone Mm. and we all can get comfortable there. And I think that is what I felt here, that as I'd retired, my comfort zone was shrinking around me. I wasn't going out and, you know, used to like to go occasionally to the beach or um, or swimming and um, hiking or anything like that. Suddenly I didn't do anything like like that it was huge no I can't do that mm. um and even cooking I used to enjoy that and that was too much of an effort and it's not like mm. I've got young kids now probably um wasn't that I think it was just it was comfortable very comfortable mm. well, we've got a great home and I've got a wonderful husband and and son who live here and so life is comfortable. You don't, you know, even have to go out the front door. But mm. sometimes you have to go out the front door and feel the cold wind to sort mm. of um, see the world out there. And I, I guess, I don't know if that's a good example, but with the giddy ants, I've really got outside my comfort zone, but I'm doing something that I love. And at the end of the day, <laughs> I've come back and I've done something that is very important to me. And maybe in doing that um, that space around me, my comfort zone has actually got larger. Does that yes. make sense? It's, it's sort Absolutely. of, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. Um, and it's positive for me too. You don't just look a, ahead at getting old and 
and, you know, um, well, we all have to die and I guess, um, Mm. you know, that is always a feature when you've lost friends and I feel very, very lucky that I'm still here and I'm, I don't consider myself old, but I've lost some beautiful friends who didn't have the opportunity. Mm. Um, and so, you know, and also a lot of people now dying from this virus are quite elderly and I think there's an attitude out there that, oh, well, you know, they're old anyway. Well, mm. how do people that age feel? Like they don't even, they're not even worthy to be here. And um, I've got off the track, but um, I guess what I'm trying to say is we all have something to share. We all have something to give. We all have something to learn. We all have something to hear. And Mm. I don't think I would like to see... Um, people because of age, judge because of age. And um, Mm. that happened with me when I went back nursing. Um, I didn't have the piece of paper, so I didn't know anything. But I had Mm. um, trained in a very busy hospital. I had organised. I was capable of doing a lot more than I was allowed to do simply because I didn't have a piece of paper and I'd had life. And so... I believed that, oh, well, I'm no good, I can't do this. And so I think that happens too as we get older. We're almost displaced and we're not needed anymore. But it shouldn't Mm. mean we shouldn't be not wanted anymore. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And I guess coming to that realisation for yourself as well and and recognising that, Mm. yeah, you can, Mm. uh, you know, step into these dreams that you have Mm. and... And take up some space. I think that's that's beautiful and and absolutely necessary. So, thank you for sharing that with me, Jenny. Mm. And um, before we before we wrap up, before we go, let us know where we can find the Gideons, and if there's anything sort of that you want to share with us before we go, you can do that too. Okay. Well, the Gideons is on Facebook. And any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with? Um, well, thank you for this, for, um, you know, um, for this podcast with you, Erica. It's been absolute pleasure um, talking to you. You're very, um, you're an excellent interviewer and you've put a lot of thought into what you're doing and it's, you know, um, up until this interview I hadn't really thought about what I'm doing. I was pleased with what's going on, but on a deeper level. And Mm. I just hope maybe that people listening will be able to um, get something out of this as well, just being able to resonate where they're at in life. And maybe let's think about it. Age doesn't have to restrict you, doesn't Mm. have to be a barrier I think it was for me. I thought, oh, who am I? Well, I'm a giddy aunt. You see, I can be any age, can't I? <laughs> Except too yeah. young. <laughs> perfect. perfect character for yourself there. I love it. <laughs> That's perfect. Thanks, Erica. Well, yeah. Thank you so much for joining me, Jenny. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining Jenny and I for that conversation. I hope you really enjoyed it. 
As always, you'll find all the details that you need in the show notes, including where to find Jenny's Facebook page, The Giddy Aunts, and also where to find myself and come and share your thoughts with me. You'll find me on Instagram at Erica Web Yoga. And wherever you are in the world, I hope you're having a great day. I'll talk to you again really soon. Bye.